y'all. Rochelle here. And Lynn. If you like our podcast, be sure to rate and review us on your podcast platform. Or share us on social media so more folks out there can join the Idgits and Aspets family. And don't forget to subscribe as well so you automatically have our newest episodes. So you might notice better sound quality because we're finally together in the same room podcasting again. It's only been <laughs> over a year. It's been like a year and a half. That's weird. Because like I think the last time we podcasted together was probably March of... No, I can't remember. February maybe. I think February sounds of right. Twenty twenty, and it it was before the supernatural convention. It was like the weekend before, and that was in yeah. March. So yeah, so uh-huh. February. It yeah. would have been February, and we're what is that? So we're at the end of April of twenty twenty one right now. So it hasn't quite been a year and a half, but still, it's been over a year. It's been crazy. I can't believe that we've been doing <laughs> podcasts over Zoom, which is such bad quality. Oh, it's so bad. I am so sorry to all of you who have stuck it out. We thank you, and we're not going to. I mean, we're still going to be doing some yeah, episodes over Zoom for sure because we live so far apart. Yeah. So. But at least we'll have some that are a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> also, we are drinking about it. We <laughs> so. have been drinking and taking pictures. So be we prepared put- for that on social media. <laughs> we put the animals in little flannels. <laughs> oh my god, they're so cute. They're so cute. And Steve the cat kept trying to like moonwalk out of it. <laughs> he didn't know what to do. It was like a new girl. You watched New Girl, right? I've seen the first season. Okay, so like whenever Nick gets uncomfortable with a situation, he doesn't know what to do. He like does this like really sketchy moonwalk out of the room, <laughs> just kind of like, I don't know what's happening. Why are you doing it? You know, and it's like, oh, okay. And like that's what he does. He like looks around kind of like, I don't know what to do, and just like moonwalks out yeah. of it. Just like, ah. I love it. So yeah, it was pretty good. Aww. <laughs> But. So we were drinking tequila, uh-huh. and we did the the salt lick and the lime squeeze. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think what have, we're like three shots in at this point. Yeah, and we've had coffee, and and we're drinking water. Okay, we're hydrating. I mean, we've drank like it. a few ounces of water. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, that shit counts. <laughs> it counts. It's better than nothing. But <laughs> yeah, uh, at least we had food beforehand. So like, I mean, I'm feeling okay. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I like sweat out all my tequila. I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm over here shivering in my snuggie. <laughs> I know. I'm just like wearing a t-shirt. I'm wearing a supernatural convention t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and my pants totally say creaky pants. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like you said creaky pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Cranky pants. Am I creaking? You're not creaking. Because I'm old? No. I creak. I creak a lot. <laughs> you do it's creak. bad. I'm like falling apart. I haven't even hit 30 yet and I'm falling apart. Oh my God, I'm turning 30 this year. I don't know what to oh, do. Oh no. You're uh, not. You're just turning 29 again for the rest of your life. I know. It's fine. But like, oh. <laughs> Listen, I am almost 40. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yes. Well, I have reached middle age. (laughs) I thought middle age was like 50. Well, I guess like life expectancy is what? Like, I have no idea what life expectancy is. (laughs) I don't know. I would say like mid 70s, early 80s, probably. Yeah, so I'm in my midlife and now I'm going to have a crisis about it. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, my God. We're going to go get tattoos.
figure out what we're doing. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you folks out there, if you have an idea, so we want to do something like we want to do like a lace type pattern with an I and an A in there somewhere with a little, what's the little and symbol? What the heck is that thing called? I always ampersand. forget. Thank you. We want to do that, like an I and an ampersand and then an A somewhere in the lace pattern. And yeah. so if y'all are artists, like, please, dear goodness, draw it and we will put it on ourselves because we have no we idea what to do. We will tattoo that shit on our bodies. We will. And if you, yeah, if you send it, we will totally give you credit for it because yeah. we have been trying and we cannot come up with anything decent. Yeah. So. And we want to do, we don't want to do black ink. We want to do like, like gray. gray. Or like a charcoal color. So it's yeah. not like super, because let's be real, folks. I am pasty white. I know we wanted to do white at first, but then like it wouldn't show up on Rochelle. It probably. probably wouldn't. It would just look like I have a scar or something. <laughs> like it just wouldn't work, you know? Like if you wanted it to be like subtle, that'd be one thing. But yeah. We have to figure out where to place it too. But also we just need help. We just we really need help. Just in general. <laughs> For most areas of our life. <laughs> really, though. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so yep. today we are talking about season seven, episode eight, called season seven, Time for a Wedding. <laughs> you stalled out so hard. <laughs> called, oh no. Well, like, because, okay, listen, the name of it is season seven, Time for a Wedding, and I already said season seven, so I got really confused for a minute there. <laughs> About what life was. (laughs) We all have our moments. Okay, season seven, time for a wedding, exclamation. (laughs) So we start out inside a club in Las Vegas. Vegas. Okay, I forgot, I'm going to say this in a minute, but like I forgot that they ever even go to Vegas, but they uh, reference in this that they go like yearly. Really? Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, I'm, Although I'm it's about been to say a little, it. It's probably been like a couple weeks since I've watched the episode, I think. Yeah. So I my memory is crap, folks. <laughs> so it is what it is. Okay, so Dean is drinking with a waitress while sitting at a table. He has his back to the dancers on the stage, so he's really into this waitress. <laughs> the waitress says, okay, you won't believe it. People think I just say it to get a bigger tip. Dean says, try me. The waitress says, fine, I'm in grad school. <laughs> See? Okay, there's a look. Okay, stop. Dean says, no, this is my I dig smart chicks look. <laughs> now, if they uh, if they wore that, I wouldn't have dropped out of school. It's so, it's such a cheap line. <laughs> I wouldn't want though. someone to say that to me. No, I'd be like, really? Okay. You know, like, yeah, I'd be like, oh. Aha, like, I haven't heard that one before. I know. Also, I'm trying to tell you about how smart my mind is. I know. Like, and you're talking about my boobies. <laughs> Pretty much. Come on. And maybe my booty. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. All of it. Okay. The waitress says, so what's your deal? Dean says, my deal? The waitress says, yeah, okay, you came in here looking like someone shot your puppy. (laughs) Dean says, well, things are looking up now that your shift's over. All right, uh, here's the deal. I have this friend. He's got this younger brother, right? Cannon's a little loose. You know, his reactor blew a while ago. (laughs) It's not good. Uh, My friend, he's he's kind of been sitting, waiting to see if he goes guano again. (laughs) I'm stalled out again, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Expect a lot of that, folks. I mean... (laughs) Tequila. (laughs) Tequila. The waitress says, and I assume it just hit the fan. 
Dean says, well, that's the thing. It didn't. The kid's all reasonable now, considering he's crazy. (laughs) Well, he's, I mean, he's not crazy. He's starting to seem like things might be getting a little better. The waitress says, well, that's a good thing, right? Dean says, it's a freaking miracle. (laughs) Except when it happens during their uh, sacred annual pilgrimage to Vegas, and he goes off on some granola-munching hike in the desert by himself. (laughs) So what really happens is Dean goes to Vegas and gambles his life away for a while and Sam like go goes find into himself. nature. <laughs> yeah. He goes to Vegas to go like to Camping. a yoga retreat or something. <laughs> yoga <laughs> like, retreat. I mean I'd like or to see the that. equivalent. Yeah. I would too. <laughs> I would like to see that. I'd be fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Don't think about it too much. Okay. We'll get too distracted. All right. Sorry. Tequila. The waitress says, well, maybe he just needs some time alone. Dean says, yeah. The waitress says, we all need to face ourselves sometime. Dean says, maybe he does. The waitress says, I wasn't talking about him. <laughs> Dean's phone beeps, and he says, excuse me. His phone reads, uh, 10.23 p.m. from Sammy, 3.48 Tuan Avenue. Tuan? <laughs> What? No, that's what it says. Oh. I didn't just say something wrong. <laughs> and then it says, wear fed suit, exclamation. Dean says, speak of the devil. He's four blocks away. The waitress says, see, baby bro needs you after all. <laughs> so we cut to a little white chapel. Dean, dressed in his fed suit, walks down a hallway. <laughs> a light flickers above him, and he takes out his gun and cocks it. He goes to open the doors at the end of the hallway, but Sam opens the doors from the inside. Sam is wearing a suit and a pink boutonniere. <laughs> Looking quite dapper, I might say. He does look dapper. His hair's all done. <laughs> it's all slicked back or whatever, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Dean points his gun at Sam, and Sam says, Dean, it's okay. You won't need that. Come on. <laughs> Sam puts a hand on Dean's shoulder and ushers him into the chapel. A woman and a man are sitting against the wall. Dean says, I thought you were out uh, becoming one with the land or some crap. (laughs) Sam says, you got to come here. So Sam moves Dean so that he's standing in a certain spot. Sam says, all right, now. Uh, And Dean says to the man and the woman, hi. Sam puts a pink carnation boutonniere on Dean. (laughs) Dean says, what is this? Sam says, "Uh, apparently pink is for loyalty. Dean says, all right, so what's the pretext? What are we, uh, wedding crashers, huh? We looking for some kind of siren or what? Sam says, no, nothing like that. All right, so uh, so a little sudden, but life is short, so I'll keep this shorter. I'm in love, and I'm getting married. Dean stares at Sam. Like, what the hell? Sam says, say something, like uh, congratulations, for example. <laughs> Dean says, what? <clears throat> Music starts playing, and a woman in a wedding dress and veil enter the room. The veil is so thick that you can't see her face. <laughs> Dean's, I wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> Dean says, what the hell? The woman in the wedding dress stops in front of Sam and Dean. Sam lifts her veil. It's Becky Rosen. <laughs> oh. That was the last person I expected to see. I know. Like, when I watched this episode the first time, I was like, I've missed something clearly. Yeah. Like, what is happening right now? Yeah. Uh, Dean oh, says, Becky. Becky? She smiles at him and says, Dean, I'm so glad you're here. And then we get our opening title sequence. (laughs) So back in the chapel, Dean says, shouldn't she ask for my permission or something? (laughs) Sam says, you want her to ask for my hand? Dean says, how in the, how did this happen? Sam says, short version, we met, we ate, and we talked and fell in love. And you know, (laughs) here we are. Dean (laughs) Dean says, yeah, I guess I'm all cut up. 
That's okay. I'm all caught up, not all cut up. I thought you said caught up. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I honestly. said it, then I was like, did I say cut up? <laughs> I'm all caught up. That's okay. Cutting a rug. You know what? Mm. Ignoring everything, have you forgotten the average lifespan of your hookups? <laughs> this is where Dean is referencing the pain of death. Yes! <laughs> He's like, just in case you haven't remembered. You're about to kill this woman with your penis. <laughs> Like, anything that thing goes into ends up dead. <laughs> I shouldn't say anything. Anyone. Anyone. That's better. That's implying that, that <laughs> Sam, Sam is likes. into some, like, sketchy shit. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's implied that he only hooks up with monsters and other varieties of girls. <laughs> yes. Yes. No fleshlights for Sammy. <laughs> Sam says, yeah, but Becky says, but if anyone knows that, it's me. I mean, I read every book. So open your eyes, you know, open eyes. Dean says, I'm going to be sick. (laughs) Sam says, Dean, look, it's simple. If something good's happening, I got to jump on it now, today, Uh, period. Dean says, okay, dead poet society, fine. To Becky, he says, no offense. To Sam, he says, did you make sure that she's even really... Becky says, salt, holy water, everything, see? And she holds out her arm, which has a small cut on it. Becky says, not a monster, just the right girl for your brother. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Dean says, ah. Becky says, that's it. A man walks up and holds out a folder to Sam and Becky, and Becky takes it. The man says, the bill. Becky says, I got it. You two do your brother thing. So Becky walks away and says to the man, "Um, do you take traveler's checks? (laughs) Dean yeah. says to Sam, really? Superfan 99? Sam says, Dean, look, honest to God, I had the exact same opinion of her as you do. But when we got past the whole book thing, I found out that she's great and I was the dick. <laughs> okay. Sure. Sure, Sam. <laughs> Dean says, yeah, you know, speaking of the whole uh, book thing, Becky randomly shows up during Vegas week. Sam says, yeah. Dean says, yeah. <laughs> Sam says, okay, um, so what are you trying to say? Dean says, I'm saying maybe she knew you were going to be here. Maybe Chuck wrote about it. Sam says, Dean, you're paranoid. Dean says, and you're in love? It's been four days, man. (laughs) Sam says, you know what, Dean? You know what? Um, How about this? Becky and I are going to go up to her place in Delaware. Why don't you try to wrap your dome around this, get a little supportive, and then give us a call? He's so sassy. (laughs) Sam claps Dean on the shoulder and walks over to Becky, who is tweeting on her phone. (laughs) Becky's tweet reads, First official tweet as Mrs. Becky Rosen Winchester. She smells like a crazy person. She is like the definition of crazy eyes. <laughs> <laughs> when I try to make crazy eyes, I think of Becky. I kind of, well, I have in the past, but now I'm going to think about it every time. <laughs> every time I try to do it, I'm, I'm like, channel Becky. <laughs> you can do it. Becky thinking about Sam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, Sam looks very happy. So we cut to Dean outside walking to the car. He's on the phone. He says, Bobby, hey, hey, I know you're beard deep in that organ nest. I'm headed to Delaware to do a little snooping around. Beard deep? Beard deep. That sounds sketchy. <laughs> oh, no, it does. <laughs> I never thought about it like that. Oh, no. <laughs> Ew. Bobby, no. <laughs> No, Bobby, no! You may be grumpy, but you're still kind of wholesome. 
doubt he's wholesome. Probably not. Let's he's be probably real. done it all. But he's like, <laughs> <laughs> but he's so awkward around girls. Yeah, but he had that wife, and he probably wasn't that awkward before. Yeah, that's fair. I can't think about that. Let's move on. <laughs> oh, gross. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay. Something about a grumpy old man. Yeah. <laughs> Getting freaky. It's just it's not, not right. okay. It's not okay. Oh. Uh, okay. Anyway. He says, I'm headed to Delaware to do a little snooping around. Sam is there with his, with his wife. That's right. You heard me. His wife. Call me. <laughs> Salty. So we cut to outside of Uncle Dietz Alpenhaus restaurant. Um, it's daytime. Sam and Becky pull into the parking lot in a car that says, just hitched. A sign on the restaurant says, welcome class of 2001, 10-year reunion. Sam says, I thought we just ate. Becky says, quick, quick stop. So we cut to inside the restaurant. A woman is talking on the phone by a sign that says, welcome class of 2001, Montgomery High, 10-year reunion. <laughs> Special thanks to Miss, Mrs. Joycelyn Carver, 2011 class president. The woman on the phone says, well, is that my fault? I told you we had tickets 11 times. <laughs> Becky says, hi, Joycelyn. Is it Jocelyn? It's Jocelyn. I think it's Jocelyn. I just don't know why I'm saying Joycelyn. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't think that's a word. <laughs> I mean, somebody's probably got that name out there, but I think the common like spelling and saying is Jocelyn. Jocelyn. Okay. <clears throat> Jocelyn says, let me call you back. Just got a sitter. It's not calculus. Nope, that's not what she says. She says, let me call you back. Just get a sitter. <laughs> It's not calculus. <laughs> uh, okay. Joycelyn says... Wait, did I say it right again? You said Joycelyn. <laughs> Jocelyn says to Becky, yes, can I help you? Becky says, it's Becky, Becky Roslyn. Jocelyn says, oh, yucky Becky. Becky says, Poor oh, Becky. I felt bad ago. for her. Oh, my God. I know, right? Yeah. Joycelyn? Jocelyn? Jocelyn. <laughs> I can't do it. Tequila. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, Jocelyn says, Yucky Becky, oh, well, you look just the same, don't you? Becky says, I'm here to RSVP for the reunion, if it's not too late. Jocelyn says, no, no, there's always room for one more. Becky says, actually, and Sam comes up behind Becky and puts his hands on her shoulders. Becky says, it's Rosen Winchester, so mark me down, plus one. <laughs> Jocelyn looks impressed like Sam is the hottest shit. I mean, he kind of is. Sam is the hottest shit. <laughs> I'd say Dean is probably a little bit hotter shit than Sam is, but Sam is pretty hot shit. <laughs> I'd take either one. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. As Sam and Becky leave the restaurant, Becky tweets into her phone, um, Jocelyn Caruso roasted. Mm-hmm. Becky sees someone she knows in the parking lot and hurries over to him. Becky says, hi, Guy. Becky and Guy hug. Guy says, you're back. How was Vegas? Becky says, it was awesome. And she holds up her left hand and shows off her wedding ring. (laughs) Guy says, really? Really? Becky says, Guy, meet my husband, Sam. Guy says, hey, it's an honor to meet you, Sam. Sam says, thanks, you too. Becky says, Guy's a really good friend. We met in the erotic horror section at the novel hovel. Hovel? 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 How do I say that word? Hovel? 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 I don't, I think hovel? Hovel sounds like more of a word than hovel. I don't know. (laughs) I have no idea. But hovel rhymes with shovel. Um, <laughs> guy says, oh my God, Becky, come on, TMI. Poor guy's just met me. <laughs> Sam says, no, it's okay. Nice to meet you. Look, any friend of Becky's. Guy says, anyways, I should uh, get back to it or this party's not going to happen, right? 
Sam says, sure. Guy walks away. Becky says, Guy's an event planner. Reunion season is very busy for him. Hold on one sec. Becky runs over to Guy and says, one more thing. You get my message? Guy says, of course. I thought you'd never ask. Give me a hug. As Becky and Guy hug, he sneaks a vial into her hand. Becky says, I swear, if everyone had a Wiccan in their pocket, the world would be a happier place. Uh, yeah. Well. Guy says, it's nothing. Blessed be, sweetie. Dean pulls in the parking lot just as Sam and Becky drive away. I'm sorry. Steve is like, Steve. hello. <laughs> uh, He's anyway. trying to tell us how to say hovel or hovel. Uh, hovel, I think. What is it? Hovel or hovel? he's like i need attention right now he just wants to be part of the podcast i know right he just he needs to like every single episode i swear it's ridiculous is he gonna get up on your lap probably hopefully he doesn't mufasa himself off the edge this time and (laughs) slice my thigh open again (laughs) come on dude up here any day now there we go. Okay, there we're good is. now. <laughs> I thought we were good now. There we go. Okay. Okay. Um, so inside the restaurant, Dean goes and sits at the bar. Uh, he takes out John's journal and he sees uh, a newspaper next to him. He notices an article with the headline, Truck Kills Pedestrian in Freak Accident. Victim, a recent lottery winner. So we cut to Becky's apartment. It's nighttime now. Sam is seated at a table, which is lit with candles for dinner. Becky joins him wearing a black and white lingerie dress. <laughs> it's like it's the like most just a modest, dress. It's like the most modest lingerie you could probably find. Yeah, it's not Which cute. Which totally fits her, though. Yeah, yeah, it's not cute. Not really. No. Sam says, wow, you look nice. <laughs> Becky says, thanks. I was, you know, saving it. <laughs> Becky lives For in- how long, Becky? <laughs> <laughs> Since she was nine. Probably. <laughs> Becky lifts her glass of champagne and says, to us. Sam says, to us. Sam winces like he's in pain. And Becky says, Sam, are you okay? Sammy, honey, what's wrong? Sam's vision blurs. He says, Becky, why am I, what am I doing here? Uh Becky sits on Sam's lap and kisses him. He grunts in pain. Oh my, (laughs) And Becky pours the purple liquid from the vial that Guy gave her into a champagne glass and holds it to Sam's mouth. He drinks some. Becky says, we're celebrating, dear, remember? Sam says, oh, yeah, yeah, of course, to us. She sits back down in her own chair and says, feeling better, honey? Sam says, now that I'm with you. (laughs) So we cut to a baseball park. It's daytime. A man is practicing batting using an automatic pitching machine. Another man watches from the stands. The man in the stands makes a twisting motion with his hand, and the dial on the pitching machine goes from 2 to the maximum speed of 11. The next ball breaks the man's bat. The man in the stand makes another hand movement, and the direction of the pitching machine changes so that the next ball hits the man in the chest. The next ball knocks him to the ground. The man gets to his knees, but another ball hits him in the face, and blood splatters. Yuck. The man falls to the ground, and blood pools out from his head and his broken face. (laughs) I mean, that would, like, put a hole in your head. Like, there's no way. Yeah. Okay, Mm -hmm. so we cut to Becky's apartment. Dean rings the doorbell. He's holding a box containing a waffle iron. (laughs) Sam opens the door. Dean hands him the waffle iron and says, me, being supportive. (laughs) Congratulations to you and the missus. Sam says, thanks. Dean says, it's a waffle iron, nonstick. Yeah, you just, uh... Dean mimes closing the waffle iron. 
<laughs> and says, I actually don't know how to use it. Mm-hmm. Are we good? Sam shrugs and smiles briefly. Dean says, good, because I'm sniffing a case in this town. The score is, guy wins Powerball, gets squished by a truck. Second guy went from the bench to the majors. Oh, and one week later, his face was the catcher's mitt, huh? Becky says, our first thought was crossroad demons, but that's uh, but that tenure time frames on collecting souls. Sam goes into the bedroom where Becky is standing in front of a wall with a sign that says, Sam and Becky's investigation. The research <laughs> is tacked to the wall. She wants to live that hunting dream, that's for sure. She totally does. <clears throat> Becky says, then there's cursed object, like bad day in Blackrock, but we haven't been able to connect the Vicks yet. Dean says, you're working this case together? Sam says, yeah, I know, right? I mean, I guess all those Chuck Shirley books paid off. <laughs> Dean says, all right, listen, Cookie, I don't know what kind of mojo you're working, but believe me, I will find out. Sam says, Dean, that's my wife you're talking to. Dean says, you're not even acting like yourself, Sam. <laughs> Sam says, how am I not? Dean says, you married Becky Rosen. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Dean is like really perturbed about the whole Becky situation. Yeah. <laughs> um, as was I. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Becky says, what are you saying? I'm a witch? Or maybe I'm a siren. Ever occur to you that we're just, I don't know, happy? Dean says, come on, Sam. uh, Yeah. No. (laughs) No, that can't be right. (laughs) Dean says, come on, Sam. Guy wins a lotto. Guy hits the bigs. All right, obviously, uh, people's dreams are coming true in this town. Don't you think this is a little bit of a coincidence? Sam says, you know what, Dean? What Becky and I have is real. And if you can't accept that, that's your problem, not ours. Dean says, or maybe she's part of it, because for whatever reason, you're her dream. If you really do care about her, I'd be worried, because people who get their fantasy, because people (laughs) who do get their little fantasies or whatever seem to end up dead pretty quick. Sam says, you know, I went after her, Dean. Maybe that's what's bugging you, that I'm moving on with my life. I mean, you took care of me, and that's great, but I don't need you anymore. Don't lie. You need him. That's that's like the biggest. <laughs> they are the most codependent relationship. I know. <laughs> and isn't Sam still seeing Lucifer in his head? I think so. I mean, we don't see it super frequently, but I think it's implied that he still is kind of. Yeah. Like his, his, he's not quite uh, all there yet. <laughs> yeah. So Becky sighs, Dean nods, and then leaves the apartment. So we cut to Dean walking to his Dodge. He gets on the phone and says, I don't want another hunter, Bobby. Why can't you do it? And he gets into the car. (laughs) He says, ugh, fine, what's his name? So we cut back to Becky's apartment. Becky is sitting uh, on the edge of the bed and drawing a love heart in a journal, (laughs) which says, Sam loves Becky, written on it over and over. She raises the journal to her face and inhales deeply. Like, why are you sniffing a book, man? <laughs> She's like sniffing the ink. I know. To get, like, to like get a little high. I don't even know. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah. <laughs> this leaves a red ink mark on her nose. Sam comes in and says, hey, uh, Becky closes the journal and stands up. Sam walks over to Becky, licks his thumb and rubs the ink off her nose. Sam says, I got you a present. And he pulls out two fake IDs. Becky says, his and hers fake IDs? Ooh. (laughs) So they sit down on the bed, and Sam hands Becky a newspaper. He says, here, check this out. Becky reads out loud, junior salesman leapfrogs the CEO at Mutual Freedom Insurance. You think the CEO is a lead? Sam says, uh, Becky? Sam is looking at the journal. He looks incredibly moved. (laughs) Sam says, 
This is beautiful. I'm so in love. Okay. Oh, <laughs> God. Whatever you say. That notebook is like the definition of crazy town. I mean, that's like what you do when you're in like elementary school and middle school when you have like a celebrity crush you know exactly. or like I guess any other crush but still yeah you know, I don't like, think I ever did anything like that okay so oh. I'm gonna wrap myself out here <laughs> I made a full-blown Orlando Bloom like scrapbook <laughs> <laughs> when I was in like elementary school because I was in love and I still have it because I can't t- like you know how long <laughs> I spent on that, like, I spent a long freaking time on that, <laughs> like, oh a long time, and I just can't bring myself to throw it away. Oh, my God. Because it's like, okay, is it cheesy? Yes. Do I still care about the thing? No, but it's kind of like, okay, like, this is kind of like a fun thing that I could, like, okay, when I was yeah. a kid, I did this because I had this crush on, you know. I used to but, have, like, oh. it's embarrassing more than anything else now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here's a big secret. Oh. <laughs> I used to have an Orlando Bloom, well, a leg. Uh-huh. Um, cardboard cutout life size. Mm-hmm. My friend had one of those. Yeah, too. and I had a boyfriend who used to let me put it next to the bed when we had sex. <laughs> He's like, whatever. <laughs> I mean, that's supportive, I guess. <laughs> I feel like that would be. I would be a little bit like, but. Okay, you know, I guess I'm chopped liver, you know? I can't remember, like, how it came about. Like, I don't think we had, like, a conversation about it. I would... I think it just, like, ended up there, and he was like, yeah, okay. (laughs) That's fine. Whatever. I mean, okay, you know, whatever. Yeah. As long as you don't care, then whatever. Yep. You know? Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. That happened. <laughs> I hope my dad does not listen to this episode. <laughs> God. Uh, or, you know, Orlando Bloom. <laughs> oh, my. I mean, okay, let's be real. Any sort of actor who's, like, been famous for any length of time knows that those sorts of things happen. And, okay, I was in elementary school. I have a free pass. Would I do that now? No. That's a little too much. Yeah. But you don't have those reasoning skills when you're in elementary school. (laughs) Or middle school. Or let's be real, sometimes even high school. (laughs) Yeah. But it is what it is. (laughs) I even bought a purse that said Mrs. Bloom on it. birthday money or something oh like my that God. and I was very proud of it and I like wore it to school in middle school and like used it as a purse oh my god yep. <laughs> I did that what did you do with that purse like I think I it? saved it somewhere because again it was kind of one of those like I like I just couldn't bring myself to throw it away even though it was ridiculous I'm like I'm never using this again but I was we like need I a can't. picture of you with that purse I don't even know if there's a picture with me of me with no, that purse. No, now. <laughs> oh, my guess is that it's probably like under my parents' house somewhere. Oh. Or it's also very possible that I did kind of like just goodwill it. Yeah, you know, in the last few years, because especially like when I moved into my apartment, I had like a bunch of boxes that ended up coming to my apartment that like weren't supposed to but my parents are just like oh that has this has your name on it it's like this is a bunch of books from when I was a kid I don't need this in my apartment you know yeah and I think that might have been one of the things and I it's very possible that I like 
donated it or something, but um, I might still have it. Okay. I'm sure, like, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm pretty positive that I wouldn't have, like, just gotten rid of it, because <laughs> that was awesome. a thing for a while, and it's, like, just for nothing else other than to just, like, <laughs> this is the phase, you know, like, <laughs> I can't get rid of it, it's a part of me, you yeah. know, like, <laughs> But anyway. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we can find it because I really need a picture of you now with that <laughs> Hopefully. It was one of those tiny little purses too. I'd probably be able to fit like a wallet and my phone in there now. I'm like, that's it. But yeah. I was very proud of it. And it was like hot pink with like a blue patch on it that said Mrs. Blue on it. <laughs> And the thing that was even worse is that one of the office manager's names was Mrs. Bloom. And so she had one that she had, like, a bigger version of it mm-hmm. and, like, put, like, a plant in it. And so she had, like, a potted plant in there. So it was, like, Mrs. Bloom. And then it had, like, flowers oh, coming yeah. out of it. So she used it as, like, a decoration. Yeah. And I'm like, I have this for a totally different reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. Yep. That's good. <laughs> that's a thing. Oh my god. Uh, anyway. Okay. All right. So Sam closes the journal and hugs it to his chest. <laughs> then says, So what do you think about the CEO? Becky says, Let's go pretext him. So we cut to Dean. He's looking for someone in the restaurant. A guy sitting at a booth says, Hey, you Dean? His name is Garth. Garth says, Hmm, I thought you'd be taller. <laughs> I love Garth. I love Garth. Dean sits down at the table. And says, I assume Bobby filled you in on the road. Garth said, he told me two things. One, he's tangling with a major league nest up in Oregon Territory. Numero dos, he said you'd be all uh, surly and premenstrual working with me. But hey man, sticks <laughs> and stones. It's not wrong. Yep. <laughs> Dean sets a newspaper down on the table and says, I think I found a case. Check the headline. Garth says, first things first. And he flips through the newspaper, finds what he's looking for, and starts laughing. He says, oh, Marmaduke, you crazy. <laughs> he's like, I got to check the comics yep. first off. Oh, I just kicked the table. <laughs> oh, it's fine. Okay, I need a drink of water. I'm going to die. That's fine. I was too. <laughs> I'm like kind of starting to sweat in my Snuggie, but like, I don't even care because it's like so comfy. <laughs> I'm just going to do it. And I've got water dripping down my face. <laughs> I'm drooling over here. It's fine. It's fine. Whatever. Okay, so we cut to uh, Mutual Freedom Insurance. A woman named Marsha is standing next to a secretary's desk. Dean and Garth are sitting on a couch in front of the desk. Marsha says to the secretary, are you trying to humiliate me? It's Marsha with an S-H-A, not a C-I-A. <laughs> Marsha walks away. Sam and Becky walk out of the office behind the secretary's desk. Becky is taking notes. Sam says to the secretary, thanks again. Garth says, Garth says, hey, is that your... Dean says, yes. Garth He's says, not thrilled. Yeah. Garth says, awkward. <laughs> Dean walks over to Sam and Becky and says uh, to Becky, hi. <laughs> hi. Hi. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Becky makes a mean face at Dean and walks away. Dean says, okay, so Sam says, so, uh, no point in going in. Guy's clean. Dean says, you sure? Sam says, yeah, positive. Becky grilled him like a pro. She's a real natural. Dean says, huh. Sam says, what's with the scrawny guy? Dean (laughs) says, temp. So we cut to inside the CEO's office. The CEO says, throw a rock, hit a reporter these days, huh? (laughs) Dean says, well, your story's a big deal over at the uh, actuarial insider. 
So the CEO says, go ahead, shoot. Dean says, all right, uh, so how'd you get the gig? The CEO says, board came to me and asked. I said, yes. Dean says, just out of the blue? The CEO says, pretty much. Dean says, huh, and any idea how the board landed on you over your superiors? The CEO says, um, they didn't say. Dean says, could you tell us what specifically excited the board about your actual qualifications? <laughs> the CEO says, say, fellas, what's with the third degree? Garth says, oh, uh, no offense. We were just wondering if you got here by nefarious means. <laughs> Dean says, whoa, no big Garth. Deal or anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> he has no level of chill. <laughs> no. Nope. Garth says, oh, uh, I didn't mean, of course, uh, corporate backstabbing. I'm sorry. I meant more like, you know, black magic or hoodoo. Dean says, ha, ha, ha. Oh, <laughs> he jokes. He's a, he's a real jokester. Let's uh, rewind. Why don't you tell us what it felt like when your big dream came true? The CEO says, look, on the record, it's great. Dean says, off the record? The CEO says, it's not my big dream. Garth says, wait, you don't want this job? The CEO says, hell no, I'm a sales guy. I was good in sales. Marsha walks in and says, your secretary's an idiot. I'll be at the printers this afternoon. The CEO says, all right, dear, see you at dinner. Marsha says, just have the idiot make the reservation. Here's a tip. Remind her she works for the CEO. One more screw up and she's fired. And no, get him. <laughs> yeah. Garth says, your wife seems pretty stoked on the promotion, doesn't she? The CEO says, honestly, I've never seen her happier. I have no idea how I'm going to tell her I have to resign. The news is just going to, Garth says, kill her? So we cut to a staircase in the insurance building. Dean and Garth stop Marsha. Dean says, Mrs. Burroughs, hi. Marsha says, can I help you? Dean says, yes, we're doing a story on your husband's promotion and wanted to ask you a few questions. Marsha says, I'm sorry, I can't today. If you schedule it with his girl, Marsha turns to leave, but Dean puts a hand on her shoulder to stop her. Dean says, okay, you know what? I'm trying to save you from a really bad accident. Marsha says, <laughs> are you threatening me? Dean says, no. Dean takes his hand uh, off Marsha's no, shoulder. No, but also... <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Dean says, no, I'm pointing out a pattern. Why do people keep thinking I'm threatening them? <laughs> Garth says, because it sounds exactly like a threat, dude. <laughs> Dean says, look, for your own good, what did you do to get him promoted? Marsha says, I have no idea what you're talking about. Now leave me alone, or do I have to call security? So Marsha leaves. So we cut to inside Becky's apartment. Sam is standing in front of the wall, studying the research. Sam says, no, 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 something's not adding up. Becky says, I'm sure we'll get a break. Becky types out a tweet on her phone. And it reads, as soon as we're done working, romantic honeymoon getaway. <laughs> Sam groans in pain and holds his, ha his hands like, to no! his head. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> bad time for that reaction. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Becky goes, the time for a romantic honeymoon. <laughs> uh, Becky goes to her handbag for the vial. It's leaked all over her purse, so it's empty. So we cut to Marsha. She's on the phone. She says, bring the damn car around. I'm not walking five blocks in my heels. <laughs> Marsha walks under a large light fixture. The man who is in the stands at the ballpark is standing at the railings on the next floor. He twists his hand and the chain holding the light fixture breaks. Marsha screams. Uh, just, be, uh, just at the last moment, Dean grabs her and they both fall to the floor out of harm's way. Dean says, are you okay? Marsha says, how did you know? Dean says, because you're not the first. Come on. Garth says, you want to tell us what's up here? Marsha says, I was having lunch with friends. The guy heard me bitching. Next thing I know, he's making me an offer. Dean says, an offer? Marsha says, Craig's job for my soul. I know, hilarious. I mean, what have I got to lose? 
Garth says. Your soul? Yeah. <laughs> Garth says, well, there's your soul. <laughs> what kind of demon deal is this? Timeline. Timeline? Okay. Timeline's whack. Marcia says, what are you talking about? Demon? Garth says, let me back up here. You made a deal with a demon in exchange for your everlasting. Except these are 10-year contracts. Why is the bill coming due so fast? Dean says, I don't know, but I got a bad feeling about who's next. We got to find Sam pronto. Garth says, all right, uh, here's the plan. I dropped this lady at my cousin's. He'll stop anything trying to get her. We'll find Sam. Hopefully, hopefully fix this. Everybody's home in time for America's Got Talent. <laughs> now you, you'll be living with a triracial paraplegic sniper until this all blows over, okay? So we cut to Becky's apartment. Becky is on the phone. She says, Guy, where are you? We need to meet up fast. Sam is groaning with his hand to his head. <laughs> Becky says, I'm losing Sam. Sam says, Becky, what's, what's happening? Becky says, don't you remember? We're married. Sam says, oh, God. No, no. I'm calling Dean. <laughs> Uh, Becky hits Sam over the head from behind with the waffle iron. He's always getting knocked out. <laughs> My next sentence is, it knocks him out. <laughs> <laughs> and like, okay, not for nothing, but like getting knocked out with like a waffle iron or like oh a frying God, pan is like suck. the stereotypical knockout. You yeah. know, like, so, I mean, it just kind of had to happen if you yeah. like. <laughs> so we cut to Becky's cabin. Sam wakes up tied to the bed. Becky says, Sam, do you feel concussion-y? How many fingers am I holding up? And she waves some fingers in front of his face. Sam says, where am I? What the hell's going on? Becky says, Sam, just calm down. Sam says, calm down. You hogtied me. Becky, why am I not wearing any pants? <laughs> Becky says, they're very constricting. And Sam groans. He's like, oh, no. Becky says, don't worry. I didn't do anything weird. I was helping. Sam says, let me go now. Becky says, are you thirsty? Or do you need a bottle to, you know, tinkle? It's okay if you do. I can help. I'm sure you can. <laughs> Sam you just again. loved manhandling him. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, Becky's computer beeps, and she says, finally. She hurries over to her laptop in the next room. Sam says, wait, what? Wait, Becky, Becky, hey, don't. The laptop says, establishing connection, and then Guy's face appears on the screen. Becky says, where have you been? Guy says, I got your messages. Problem? Sam can see the screen and eavesdrops. Becky says, big problem. I'm at my parents' cabin. I've got Sam tied to a bed. I'm out of elixir. I need a <laughs> refill, okay? I've got him tied up, and I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what to do, sweetheart. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, also. <laughs> you already got his pants off. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Uh, okay, she says, this isn't the honeymoon I had in mind. Well, some of it is, but not in this context. And is it just me, or is this stuff wearing off faster and faster? <laughs> Guy says, Becky, breathe. She takes a deep breath and says, do you know we haven't even consummated our marriage? <laughs> we were taking it slow, because true love is forever, but everything just feels weird now. <laughs> Guy says, all right, meet me It was weird from the beginning. <laughs> it was all weird. <laughs> all of it was weird? Yes. Guy says, all right, meet me in an hour. And Becky ends the call and goes back to Sam. Sam says, so you dosed me with love potion. Becky says, how? And Sam says, thin walls. Becky mm -hmm. says, look, yes, I use a social lubricant. <laughs> Sam says, <"You> tequila. <laughs> <laughs> Sam says, you roofied me. 
Becky says, a roofie? I'd never. We had a great time together. You were happy. <laughs> because he was roofied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sam says, oh, yeah. I'm thrilled. Becky says, I have to go. Sam says, you know your pal guy is one is the one icing all those people, right? Becky says, no, he's not. Sam says, oh, so he's not a witch? Becky says, no, he's just a Wiccan. Wiccans are good, like Glinda of Oz. Oh. Sam says, you're not this stupid, Becky. <laughs> Becky says, whatever is killing people, it's something else. Sam says, it's never something else. When are there ever two crazy things in town at the same time? <laughs> Guy's the creep, and you're on his list. Becky says, no, he's my friend. Sam says, no, he's your dealer. Look, I don't know how much he's charging you for that Spanish fly. Becky says, nothing. He gives it to me. He said that it wouldn't work even... Uh, he said that it wouldn't even work unless you already loved me deep down. It just activates it. <laughs> Sam says, so you think I love you? Becky says, deep, deep down? Sam says, then untie me. But Becky stuffs a, ha- a handkerchief... A handkerchief? A handkerchief. Handkerchief. I don't know why. Well, okay. <laughs> we're just, just going to keep going. <laughs> she stuffs it in Sam's mouth. <laughs> Sam says, no, no. Becky says, you're still working through your emotions. Uh, okay, like, she's not good at it, but she's trying to gaslight him, and it's not, I mean, again, she's not good at it, so it's not really working, but it's like, girlfriend. Nope. Who are you trying to convince you? Nope. Sam Muffled says, Becky, and Becky says, I love you too. (laughs) Becky waves and then leaves. So we cut to the restaurant. Uh, guy is on a ladder putting up decorations. He says to a waiter on the table next to the name tags. Becky comes in and says, Guy. Guy says, why don't you take a seat? And he waves a bottle of booze, but Becky shakes her head. Guy says, tough day? Okay, we can cut right to it if you like. Guy takes out a vial of elixir and slides it across the table. Becky reaches for it, but Guy pulls it back. Guy says, ah, let's talk price. Becky says, what? (laughs) Guy says, well, we're a little past the freebie stage, don't you think? Becky says, but I thought we were besties. Guy says, oh, honey, that is so depressingly Becky. I mean, it's, you're just so pathetic. It actually loops back around again to cute. Mm. Becky says, okay, you want me to pay? Fine. Do you accept personal checks? Guy says, no, but I will take your soul. And Guy's eyes turn demon red. Becky says, you're a crossroads demon. Guy says, bingo, bango. I love reunions. The desperation. These schlubs will sign on the dotted line for money, power, hair, whatever it takes to impress an nostalgically bangable head cheerleader. Becky says, Sam was right. You killed those people. Guy says, but for legal reasons, let's just say they had unfortunate accidents. Becky says, so what? I hand over my soul and the next day a piano falls on my head? Guy says, no, I'd never do that to you. I promise. <laughs> Becky- I'd make it more. <laughs> He's like, I'd make it quicker than a piano. Yeah. <laughs> Becky mm-hmm. says, I'm not stupid. Guy says, but you are special. Becky says, I am. Guy says, hey, I wasn't thrilled to see your new hubby with Sam freaking Winchester. I mean, if he knew that I was here talking to you, I mean, he'd probably... Becky says, gank your ass. Guy says, yes, and I am very protective of my ass. I mean, aren't we all? Yeah, it's one of my best features. (laughs) Becky, I'm prepared to offer you a one-time only deal. Not 10 years, 25. No pianos guaranteed, just Sam. (laughs) Becky says, for my soul... Guy says, and your promise not to breathe a word about this to the Winchesters, and I'll be on my merry way. No one gets a deal like this, Becky. Not kings, not popes. I snap my fingers, and Sam will love you for the rest of your life. Becky says, I think I'll have that drink now. Guy holds out the vial. (laughs) So we cut to Becky's apartment. Dean and Garth enter, guns out. 
Garth quickly walks through the apartment into the bedroom. Dean shakes his head at the framed wedding picture of Sam and Becky. Dean says, anything? Garth is looking at Becky's computer, which shows her Twitter page. The three tweets she has made are listed. Garth says, uh, she's got 11 Twitterers. Last post, going on a romantic trip with, hub, with the hubster. <laughs> three exclamation points. I guess she got excited. <laughs> Dean holds up a picture of young Becky standing outside her parents' cabin with a fishing rod and a fish. Dean says, that look romantic to you? Garth says, oh, hell no, but I got this thing about fish. Dead eyes, man. <laughs> it's true. Like, things that, like, I think that's probably why goats kind of freak me out a little bit. Because they, I mean, they don't, like, freak me out. They're fine. Like, I'm fine with goats. But, like, they don't really have facial expressions too much. It's more of just, like, the creepy alien eyes that just, like, stare at you. Yeah. But you're going to have goats, aren't you? Probably, yes. I would assume yes. I would be very, very surprised if we didn't. And I'm fine with having goats. Like, they, they don't, like, scare me or anything. But they just, it's like you look at them for too long and you're kind of like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't I've know I've never about felt you. that way about a goat. Oh, I've, I've felt that way about goats, like, pretty much my entire life. <laughs> like, there's just something about the eyeballs. The rest of them is not bad. But when they're babies, they are so cute. Yeah, they are cute. Uh, they totally are. Okay, so Dean takes the photo out of the frame. On the back, it says, Becky's first fish, Loon Lake Family Cabin, 1994. Dean says, huh. So we cut back to the cabin. Becky says to Sam, well, this is not how I imagined spending my reunion. (laughs) Sam makes some noise, but is muffled by the handkerchief in his mouth. Becky says, I was going to show you off. Not that anyone actually knows who you are. Supernatural is not exactly popular. But you're tall and nice, and they'd all think I was happy. Sam mutters something. Becky says, you're mad. I get it. But Becky lies down on the bed and puts her head on Sam's chest. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> Becky says, can we talk? Sam says, oh, God. <laughs> Becky says, I know you don't love me. Sam says, yeah, you got that right. Becky says, I know what I am, okay? I'm a loser in school and life. Guess that's why I like you so much. Sam says, what? She's like, um, excuse you. I'm not a loser. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Becky leans up on one elbow and looks at Sam. She says, I mean, not that you're a loser, but you had that whole character arc about being a freak, and I can relate. Sam says, oh, my God. (laughs) He's like, this is not a character arc. This is my real life. Come on. (laughs) Okay. Do we think that Becky thinks that Sam, like, she can't separate, like, Sam the character from Sam the real person? Oh, absolutely. Like, she is not in love with Sam. She is in love with Sam's character in the books, which is Sam. Which is Sam, But, like, she doesn't, like, notice, like, I don't think she, like, can separate them. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah. Which makes a lot more sense. Mm Mm-hmm. You know. But, anyway. Um, Becky sits up on the bed and says, honestly, the only place people understood me was the message boards. They were grumpy and overly literal, but at least we shared a common passion. And I'll take it, you know. Then I met you guys, the real Sam and Dean, and I started dating Chuck. (laughs) Becky starts rubbing Sam's chest. (laughs) She says, and everything was amazing, but you left and Chuck dumped me. I think I intimidated him with my vibrant sexuality. (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Becky says, I just want someone who loves me for me. Is that too much to ask? Sam says something muffled. Becky takes out the handkerchief and says, sorry, and says, uh, what? 
Sam says, if you want someone to love you for you, maybe don't drug them. <laughs> I mean, fair. <laughs> yeah. Becky says, but I want you, and this is the only way. Becky takes the vial out of her pocket. Sam says, Becky, Becky, you're better than this. Becky says, that's sweet, but I'm not so sure. So we cut back to the restaurant. Becky is sitting at the table alone, drinking. Guy says, Bex, you missed the party. Becky says, yeah, well, weird night. Guy says, so what are we thinking? Becky says, okay, I'm in. And she gets up from the table and stands next to Guy. Guy says, you're making the right choice. Becky says, I know. So we seal the deal with a kiss? Guy says, exactly. Pucker up, sweetheart. Becky lights a Zippo and drops it on the ground. Flames shoot up around a devil's trap. Guy is in the middle. Becky says, I'm not your sweetheart. <laughs> Garth, Dean, and Sam walk in from the next room. Garth holds up a bottle and says, blueberry vodka, the answer to all life's problems. It does solve some problems. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had blueberry vodka. Have you? Um, I know I've had a berry type of vodka, and I would guess maybe it was blueberry, but honestly, I couldn't tell you. We should look for some. I'm sure we could get it at, like, Safeway. Yeah. (laughs) Becky says, you see that, Sam? I did it just like we said. I'm awesome. (laughs) But Sam glares at her. He's like... Stand down, Chihuahua. Yeah. (laughs) Your bark is worse than your bite. (laughs) Becky says, I'll be over here. Guy says, Dean Winchester. This is really thrilling. Hey, can I have your autograph? Dean takes out a knife and says, sure, yeah, I'll carve it into your spleen. So how are you running your little scam? Guy says, well, how do you mean, Dean? Sam says, signing tenure deals, snuffing them that week. Guy says, well, I would never. No, rules of the road. Can't lay a hair on any of my clients. Dean says, right, so how are you cheating it? Guy says, I am not a cheater. I'm an innovator. (laughs) It's called a loophole, you moron. Yes, when a person's bargaining away his soul, he gets a decade, technically. But accidents happen. Sam says, so you're arranging accidents and collecting early? Guy says, oh, please, white gloves. I don't get my hands dirty. (laughs) He's like, I don't do it. (laughs) That's why it's important to have a capable intern. Guy's intern's name is Jackson, and he's the man who caused the ballpark and light fixture accidents. He appears behind Guy with his arms raised. Dean, Sam, and Garth go flying backwards and crash into tables and walls. Dean's knife lands on the floor some distance away from him. Guy says, what time did I ask you to be here? What time did I ask you to be here? (laughs) Jackson breaks the devil's trap with his foot. Sam is unconscious, again. Twice in one episode. (laughs) Guy goes to Dean, who gets to his feet and throws holy water at Guy. Guy recoils. Dean says, um, no, Dean starts saying an exorcism chant, but Guy grabs Dean by the throat. Sam wakes up to find Jackson advancing on him. Sam says, Becky, run. Garth gets to his knees, but Jackson sends him collapsing back to the ground with a downward movement of his arm. Jackson makes a twisting movement with his hand, and Sam starts to choke. Then a knife rams through Jackson's chest. Becky has stabbed him from behind. Good on you, Becky. I know you did something right. (laughs) I know. Jackson falls to the ground and dies. Becky says, whoa. (laughs) I just did that. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) That's probably what I would say, too. (laughs) I'd be like, did you see what I did? Did you see it? I'd probably be like, what just happened? (laughs) I don't know what's happening. (laughs) Sam pulls the knife out of Jackson's chest and throws it to Dean. Jackson's chest. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't exactly write that. (laughs) Just enough of a pause there (laughs) to imply that maybe there was a knife somewhere else in Jackson. I can't remember. Was it his back? Was it his chest? I mean, it's all chesticles. (laughs) I don't know. I don't remember. 
Okay. I think you said back earlier. Okay, well, he yeah. takes it out of Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> that did not sound right. That didn't sound right. It sounded funny, though. <laughs> he uh, pulls it out, should we say. <laughs> Are we... Are we praying afterwards? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. All right. He throws the knife to Dean, who holds it against Guy's throat. Guy, let's go, Dean. Dean says, how many deals you got cooking in this town, Madoff? Guy says, 15. Dean says, yeah, I will. Call them off or I'll cut, or I'll cut my own loophole in your throat. <laughs> Guy says, oh, crap. <laughs> Dean says, yeah, you said it. You're in a world. But Crowley, who has suddenly appeared, says, hello, boys. I love Crowley. I love Crowley, too. <laughs> Dean looks behind him, sees Crowley, and says, oh, crap. <laughs> Dean holds a knife against Guy's throat from behind. <clears throat> Crowley says, Sam, Mazel tov, who's the lucky lady? <laughs> Becky says, you're Crowley. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Crowley says, and you're... Well, I'm sure you have a wonderful personality, dear. Oh, poor Becky. Oh, She's no. getting it from all sides. Yeah. <laughs> that was hurtful, Crowley. That was like... Come on. I mean, he's like, he makes jokes and he's hurtful sometimes, but <clears> like for the boys, they just like shrug it off for the most part. Like Becky, I don't think She's can he, shrug it off. Yeah, I don't think she you can know? either. <laughs> Dean says, ah, another step and I'll Columbia necktie your little friend here. Mm -hmm. Crowley says, please don't let him get off that easily. Guy says, sir, I don't think that you... Crowley says, I know exactly what you've been doing. A little birdie named Jackson sold you out, emailed you, emailed all the juicy deets to my suggestion box. (laughs) Crowley looks at Jackson and says, I assume that's my whistleblower. Shame, had a future. Unfortunately, you don't. Guy says, I was just... Crowley says, there's only one rule... Make a deal. Keep it. Guy says, well, technically, I didn't. Crowley says, there's a reason we don't call our chits in early. Consumer confidence. (laughs) This isn't Wall Street. This is hell. We have a little something called integrity. This gets out, and who will deal with us? (laughs) Nobody. Then where are we? Guy says, I don't know. Crowley says, that's right. You don't, because you're a stupid, short-sighted little prat. (laughs) Now hand the jackass over. I'll cancel every deal he's made. Dean says, what are you going to do with them? Crowley says, make an example of him. Fair trade, right? We all go our separate ways. No harm done. Sam says, what, out of the goodness of your heart? Crowley says, years of demon nipping. Years of demons <laughs> nipping at your heels. Demon nipping, huh? <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. But I want to know. <laughs> I just automatically went to nipping. <laughs> I know. Uh, okay, years of demons nipping at your heels. Haven't seen one for months. Wonder why? Dean says, we've been a little busy. Crowley says, hunting Leviathan. Yes, I know. That's why I told my lads to stay clear of you meatheads. Sam says, so what do you know about... Crowley says, too much. You met that dick yet? Smuggest tubagoo since Mussolini. (laughs) I hate the bastards. Squash them all, please. I'll stay clear. (laughs) Dean says, rip up the contracts first. Crowley snaps his fingers and says, done and done. Your turn. Guy says, no, no, no. Let, but Dean shoves Guy towards Crowley. Crowley says, pleasure, gentlemen. Crowley and Guy disappear. Mm-hmm. Garth gets up and says, what did I miss? <laughs> Poor Garth. He's always just a little bit behind. Yeah. 
So we cut to Becky's apartment. Sam is signing an annulment. He gives it to Becky. Becky says, it wasn't all bad, right? (laughs) Sam just looks at Becky. Like, you literally drugged me. Don't tell me it wasn't all bad. (laughs) Sam says, okay, you did save my life. And for that, thanks. Becky says, hopefully. So I'll see you again? Sam says, yeah, probably not. (laughs) He's like, "Mm, not so much. Becky's face falls, and she signs the annulment as Dean and Garth watch. Sam says, Becky, look, you're not a loser, okay? You're a good person, and you've got a lot of energy. So, you know, just do your thing, whatever that is, and the right guy will find you. Garth looks hopefully at Becky. He fixes his hair. Becky smiles at him. (laughs) Dean says to Garth, no. He's like, no, 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 no. You are not going there. (laughs) So we cut to outside Becky's apartment. Dean says to Garth, well, buddy, I got to say, man, you, uh, you don't suck. (laughs) <laughs> Dean reaches out and pats Garth and pats Garth on the arm. Garth says, "Thank you. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me." <laughs> you well, don't suck. <laughs> <laughs> that is depressing. That is said. a low bar. <laughs> yeah. Garth desperately hugs Dean. Dean awkwardly pats him on the back. <laughs> He's so, so huggy. <laughs> I know. Dean says, "Oh yeah, that's all right. That's uh, thank you. We're done." Yeah. Garth steps back and waves at Dean. <clears throat> Dean says, "Take care." And Garth drives away. Uh, to Sam, he says, wow. Sam says, aw, you made a friend. <laughs> Dean says, uh uh-uh. Sam says, look, man, when I was dosed up, I said some crap. Dean says, oh, you mean she wasn't your soulmate? <laughs> Sam says, shut up. I mean, I do need you watching my back, obviously. <laughs> Dean says, yeah, when a crazy groupies attack. Sam says, you know what I mean. Dean says, you know, I got to say, man, for a whack job, you really pulled it together. <laughs> Sam says, that's the nicest thing anyone's said to me. <laughs> Look, don't be too impressed, man. It's still a Denver scramble up in here. I just know my way around the plate now. Dean says, I'm just saying, it's stupid to think that you need me around all the time. You're a grown-up. Sam says, right. Dean <laughs> says, you're a hike-in-the-desert hippie douchey grown-up. <laughs> Sam says, dude, I was camping. You camp. <laughs> Dean says, yeah, whatever, hippie. <laughs> Dean walks to the driver's door and Sam to the passenger door door of the dodge sam says you know what though seriously it might be nice dean says what sam says i mean you basically have been looking out for me your whole life now you finally get to take care of yourself about time huh dean says yeah sam gets into the car and dean stands there a moment longer and says right he gets in and they drive away and credits <laughs> credits <laughs> i always want to be so dramatic when i say credits and i never am but i'm gonna be from now on that's what Do you're it. getting okay yeah. i'm fine with it <laughs> oh okay so thoughts oh we're yes. both gonna be dramatic apparently <laughs> Ah, okay, so, like, the very beginning, right before, um, like, the episode started, it's, like, right at the end of the little, like, I don't know what to call it, like, the preview thing, or, like, the setup, you know, kind of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the, they had the, like, wedding cake on there that exploded. I thought it was really cool before it exploded. It was cool, and yeah. the cake exploding was cool. That was also cool. I, I would all love of to it. explode a cake. Oh, my God. That would be so much fun. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> like, not... Not in, like, the, oh, I was trying to make a cake and it accidentally exploded, but, like, in a purposely trying to explode the cake yeah. way. <laughs> oh, my God. This one time I made a cake with my friend Dana. We were probably, like, 18. And it was for our friend's dad, uh-huh. whose name was Jim. And he used to give us lighters all the time, so we called them Flaming Jimitals. 
<laughs> that was just his nickname. Yeah. Anyways, it was his birthday, so yeah. we made him a cake in the shape of a lighter. Uh-huh. And Dana was holding it on wax paper. Oh, no. And it ripped in half and dropped on the oh, floor. Oh, no. And so we just frosting that shit back together. <laughs> We told him we weren't like, hey, this or we were like, hey, this cake's been on the floor. So, so basically, the dog ate it. But anyway, I yeah. don't know why I told you that story, but there you go, flaming gemitals. <laughs> That's enough. That's enough of a reason. <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> oh, okay. So, for some reason, I thought that like in this episode. Becky and Sam didn't actually get married. I don't know why that was in my head. I was like, oh, yeah, like, they were going to get married, and then she kind of, like, stuck around, and, like, he was trying to get rid of her type thing. But I didn't remember that they actually got married, because they kind of, like, gloss over that in the episode. Yeah. Like, they kind of go to, like, this is the beginning of the wedding situation, and then it's just, like, okay, they're married. married, You know, and so it's kind of a weird you know yeah. it was a weird transition for me but for some reason like I just thought that they didn't actually get married oh yeah <laughs> but um anyway also okay I feel kind of bad for Becky like you do feel bad for she, Becky she like she truly just doesn't get it you know like and uh, she means well but like she just her execution is very very poor <laughs> <laughs> I smelled something funky, and I just wanted to know if it was my own armpit. <laughs> I don't know. Is the cat over there? He farts sometimes, and it's real rank. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> He's if it's not over there. there. I don't know. Hopefully it's not my breath, because I'm sitting across <laughs> the table from you. It's probably my own breath, let's be real. I can't smell your breath. I, I mean, I, I can smell yours. I mean, my nose is kind of stuffy, though, from allergies, so yeah. I can't really smell... Well, I'm glad. But (laughs) whatever. Well, it's not my armpits, so there's that. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Hopefully it goes away soon. (laughs) I'm just like sniffing (laughs) everything. It's fine. But yeah, like I just, I I feel bad for Becky. I really do. Like she, she needs to like understand the social etiquette and she kind of almost like, I don't know. She she's she's a little too much sometimes, but you could tell that she just really wants to like make a friend even, you know? Yeah. So you feel just bad for her because she just doesn't know how to go about it, you know? And she's like she knows that she's getting made fun of. That's the problem. Is like when, right, you know, when sad. the girl that she saw like was like, "Oh, you don't look any different." She was kind of like, "Really?" You know, like yeah. back to this again, you know, like you could tell that she was probably bullied a lot and had no friends, but she just doesn't know how to like get around that circumstance mm-hmm. and, like, make friends. Yeah. You know? What I want from this episode that we don't get is um, information on what happened with her and Chuck. Like, I want to know oh, yeah. what happened, like, why they broke up, like, all of that. Do we hear that later? I don't remember. Nope. I feel don't. like we do, though. I don't think so. It was briefly mentioned, I feel like, later, maybe, but I don't... I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe I just like made up a scenario in my head and decided it was canon. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's an episode, this isn't a spoiler, but there's an episode where Chuck is like talking about people he's dated and I don't even know if he brings up Becky. Maybe that's what I'm thinking about though. I think he might. Okay. But I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Huh. I want to know what happened. I do too. Yeah. I feel like... 
that's kind of a big, I mean, I guess it's not like a big deal, but it's kind of one of those things that like, we deserve an answer to this. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, and know. spoiler alert, but not spoiler alert. We don't find out. I don't think <laughs> because Supernatural is now over. Hate to, hate to bring that up, but yep. it's over. And I don't think we get closure on this. No, nope, we so. don't. But I mean, it's not an important storyline necessarily. So there's that, but. Also, okay, Garth has no chill whatsoever. And he reminds me of Cass a lot with his kind of like social awkwardness. Yeah, he does. You know, like, yeah. except for he's a little happier about it. You know, like, he's kind of like a puppy. So yeah. He's just like, oh, a cookie over here? Okay. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Where Cass is just like, I don't understand this. Like, Cass is more kind of like a cat. Yeah. Where Garth is kind of more of like a puppy. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah, I could see that. So, anyway. But yeah, those are my thoughts. I mean, I, I really just, I just kind of feel bad for Becky. That's like kind of my whole, you know, out, or my whole takeaway from this episode. But in the end, she did the right thing. She and did the right thing important. and I was proud of her, but yeah. I still kind of feel bad for her. Yeah. To, for her to think that she has to go to these lengths to like have a friend or have somebody that's like Would marry close her. to her, you know. Yeah. But what was your favorite moment from this episode? Oh, fuck. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> do you want me to do mine? Yeah, do yours. Okay. So my what, I have two favorite moments. And the first one was when Sam was being super sassy at the beginning. It was like, say something. Like, congratulations, for example. Yeah. And he's just like, what? You know, like, <laughs> hold on. What is happening here? Um. And then also when Dean says, have you forgotten the average lifespan of your hookups? Yeah. <laughs> like, do you really, like, we don't like Becky particularly, but do you really want to kill her? Yeah, you know, like, exactly. Have you forgotten that this is what happens with you? <laughs> but anyway. Um, I think my favorite moment was when Sam was, like, tied to the bed. <laughs> yeah, that's and, a good one, too. And he was like, where are my pants? <laughs> yeah, like, why am I not wearing pants? Yeah, and she was like, they're constricting. <laughs> But, like, how, why would you, like, constricting, though, Becky? Like, I don't, what are you worried about? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, do you think that you're going to have children with this man? Because you are not, you yeah. know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Poor Becky. But, yeah, that's, that's, that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, moving on to our interesting facts. Um, so, it says, the ring that Sam wears in this episode is Jared Padalecki's real wedding ring. Oh, okay. Which I didn't know. That's kind of cool. Um, it says the tweets Becky treated t- <laughs> tweeted were actually real. Um, they can still be found on the Twitter account Super Becky Rosen, which I didn't know was a thing, and I'm gonna have to find that. Yeah. <laughs> um, it says in the beginning, beginning <laughs> of the episode, <laughs> Sam positions Dean to stand at his side at his wedding. Um, in real life, Jensen Ackles was a groomsman in Jared Padalecki's wedding and vice versa. Um, when Sam says that he needs to jump on this opportunity to fall in love, Dean replies, okay, Dead Poets Society. He's referring to the movie of the same name from 89, um, whose main character, per- main character's personal motto was Carpe Diem or Seize the Day. Mm-hmm. This was our first appearance of Garth, too. Is it really? It's not uh-huh. the first time he's been mentioned. It's I not think. the first time he's been mentioned, but it's the first time we've seen him. Yeah. Which, okay, I love Garth. I love Garth. <laughs> um, it says he's mentioned in season six, episode four, um, Weekend at Bobby's from 2010, um, when he calls for advice on a vampire he's hunting, and we hear Bobby's side of the conversation. Okay. Um, this is the third episode to not feature the Impala. 
Um, and it says Leslie Odom Jr. is one of uh, four stars from the CBS drama Person of Interest from 2011 to appear in Supernatural. Um, he's preceded by Sarah Shahi in Supernatural, uh, the pilot episode from 2005. She was the woman in white. Okay, okay. Um, Amy Acker um, in Dead in the Water from 2005, which was season one, episode three. And mm-hmm. Sterling K. Brown, and he was in from 2006, 2007, and he played uh, Gordon. Right. Um, it says, before Dean can explain the case, Garth uh, turns to the comic section and says, oh, Marmaduke, you're crazy. Um, he's referring to the long-running comic strip... Uh, I said that right. Okay, it didn't sound right in my head. <laughs> in my head. Um, about the antics of a family's giant Great Dane. I mean, but, like, all Great Danes are giant. I'm sorry. They all are. <laughs> yeah, they are. Um, it says, opening scene has a stripper bar waitress who says she is a grad student at college. Um, this is fairly common, especially with the dancers who can earn a living wage in two or three nights a week and spend the rest of their time studying. Hmm. Who did this research to know that <laughs> and to put it in the IMDb comments? <laughs> It says, um, Dean puts a knife to Guy's throat and says, how many deals you got cooking in this town, Madoff? Um, Bernard Madoff committed the largest financial fraud in history in 2008, um, operating a Ponzi scheme, um, a shell game using new seed money, not profits, to pay returns to investors, um, to defraud thousands of investors of billions of dollars. Hmm. It says, this is the first time we see a fully bearded Crowley. Um, When we first met him until the last time we saw him in season seven episodes six slash fiction um so that was what two episodes ago Mm -hmm. um he was clean shaven um but from this episode onward crowley has a full beard um it says um (laughs) becky brains sam with the waffle iron the team gave them (laughs) note that the iron has no power cord no control dials or switches and rather long handles it's made for cooking over a fire while camping um not backpacking but camping where you pitch a tent 50 feet from your parked car (laughs) okay oddly like specific (laughs) trivia i'm not really sure what the purpose of that was but it's fine (laughs) sorry about the barking (laughs) hunter got excited about his own reflection in the window (laughs) it happens it happens um so our research from this week is off of redbookmeg.com um and it's about peggy the doll it says warning just looking at this haunted doll reportedly triggers sickness or not (laughs) watch at your own risk (laughs) which we're not going to play the video but um so it says meet peggy on the surface she looks like your average doll with your standard issue glassy blue eyes and cute doris day bob do i know who doris day is i don't i feel like i know the name but i don't know like Mm -hmm. eh, a bob anyways um but peggy isn't so innocent she's actually possessed by an impish spirit (laughs) It says, now before you cry poppycock and click away, here are the alleged facts. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Before you cry poppycock? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, balderdash. Ah, <laughs> oh, poppycock. <laughs> I'm going to say that tomorrow. Just in my regular, <laughs> my regular, regular life. Moments. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, alleged facts. I'm like, where was I? Um, British paranormal investigator Jane Harris reported over 80 cases of people having chest pains, nausea, and debilitating headaches after looking at photos or videos of Peggy. Have we mentioned we're sorry? (laughs) What? It says, 
Some even recalled they saw visions of mental institutions combined with intense anxiety, and one claimed Peggy gave her a heart attack, according to the Daily Mail. Are you still there? <laughs> Says Harris, who runs an organization called Haunted Dolls, was sent Peggy by her previous owner who claimed the doll was haunting her dreams. She'd wake feeling hot and shaken, Harris said. No matter where she moved the doll to in her home, the nightmares persisted. She apparently sought the help of a local priest, but two visits later, there was no change. Um, after the woman suffered from fever and hallucinations, she ultimately stumbled across Harris's website on good old Google, as you do when you're looking for illogical answers to mystery ailments. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we know it? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> it says when she recovered, she saw no other option but to get rid of the doll as she was convinced it was at the center of all that had been happening. Um, Harris's crack team, along with the highly specialized members of the Haunted Dolls, so, Haunted Dolls social media group, that's a mouthful, um, have deduced that Peggy is possessed by the spirit of a woman born in 1946 in London who died of a chest condition, possibly asthma. Oh, and she hated clowns, presumably because clowns are the only thing creepier than a doll inhabited by a dead chick. <laughs> That's true. I mean, yeah. Um, it says the four different psychic mediums who have studied Peggy all say that she is restless, frustrated, and previously persecuted, possibly with ties to the Holocaust. That's oh. not good. Um... It says Peggy's original owner isn't the only woman who has been report or who has reported be wait. Peggy's original owner isn't the only woman who has reported being tormented by the doll. For some reason, I just couldn't read that sentence right. Um, it says Harris says that droves of people have come forward with similar accounts, ranging from their computer freezing when they looked at Peggy's picture to the room going cold and light bulbs blowing out whenever they mentioned the doll. But Harris says when people contact her about these incidents, taking Peggy into an isolation area and kindly asking her to stop tormenting strangers usually does the trick. See? Pre Peggy is perfectly reasonable. Oh my god. <laughs> it says, with Peggy, it's not only while people are looking at her or watching her, it seems to be afterwards, too. Um, we've been told she can affect people's dreams, Harris said. She recently visited a lady in her dreams, warning her about one of her cats. The next morning, the lady found her cat very ill, and he sadly died that day. Okay, but that's not, like, a bad thing. It's like, hey, by the way, like, this yeah. thing's gonna happen to your cat, but that's not saying that she's she gonna do it. it. It's yeah. just saying, like, hey, just warning you, like, be prepared for this. Um... It says, although Harris has had many offers from other psychics to take Peggy off her hands, Harris and her pals at Haunted Dolls are hanging on to her for research. Um, in order to do the work I do well, I have to approach each case as a skeptic initially and look for normal explanations for things. If it were one or two occasions that things were happening on, I could do that. But with Peggy, I just know there's something more. It says, just the other night, we held a session with her and I with her and I made lots of notes as the pendulum was going crazy the next morning I couldn't find my notepad anywhere and when I did find it I couldn't even reach it I'm guessing they meant read it not reach it hmm. uh, oh couldn't even reach it it says the notebook was later found on the beams of her basement ceiling uh, she, Ew. It, it says my husband had to use a ladder to get it many people who saw the picture felt that she did not want me to tell the people or tell people the information I had gained um, if you've made it this far into Peggy's warp saga, then please allow us to apologize in advance if this article brings you nightmares, headaches, or overall frustration that you somehow committed two minutes or that you somehow committed two minutes to reading a story that you probably think is total bull. Or is it? Um, it says if you do experience any faintness of breath, please let us know. You could be the eighty-first person struck by Peggy's wrath, dun dun dun, or the millionth person who finds dolls inherently eerie. <laughs> 
Um, it says, for your own safety, we've left out most of, uh, we've left out the most twisted of Peggy's tales, but feel free to hop on over here if you dare, and it gives us a link. Um, oh, I don't know. Yeah, like, mm, not so sure about that. But yeah, so... So the reason we did Peggy the doll mm-hmm. is because they moved her to um, Zach Baggins' haunted museum in Vegas mm-hmm. and Sam and Dean are in Vegas in this episode. Mm-hmm. So and we had to come up with Peggy the doll at some point. Yeah. So I listened to an episode of a podcast about Peggy the doll and I started feeling ill. I remember mm-hmm. I was driving and I was yeah. like, "Oh my god, am Maybe I going to throw up on my steering wheel?" <laughs> Hopefully not. That'd be a worse <laughs> mess to clean up. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be disgusting. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to do that. Uh, no, thanks. But so far, I mean, I feel right now, just like listening about Peggy, I feel a little bit of anxiety. I feel a little bit like creeped out, but I always do because I always, with the, all of my research that I do, I always creep myself out. Yeah. <laughs> so that's not I me. also normally feel a little bit of anxiety at this time of night. So <laughs> that's pretty normal for me. I mean, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so that, it's, you know... Yeah, well, so... To be determined. But you guys, yeah. if you feel sick from us talking about it, you should tell us. Oh, yeah, we need curious. to know. I, I, we, we do need to know. <laughs> for research, for science, folks. For science. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what was your idiot or aspect moment from this week? <laughs> okay, so we got Killian these rackets. They're kind of like badminton rackets and kind of like tennis rackets, but they're just like super oversized. Mm-hmm. And they come with, like, giant birdies. Mm-hmm. And um, we got four of them, and we go over to the middle school right next to our neighborhood to play with them. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> I was I was going for it. <laughs> it was, As you do. It was right, it was headed for the ground, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to get this motherfucking birdie before <laughs> it hits the motherfucking ground. <laughs> So I'm leaning down. I'm running. Oh, no. <laughs> my foot comes out of my shoe. Oh, no. I kick it forward a little bit and then trip over it. <laughs> and I go down. <laughs> like, did you, like, scrape yourself up or anything? Yeah, or, I did. I landed on my hands and my belly. <laughs> oh, no. Pancake. My shirt came up. Oh, no. <laughs> and I just slid I just slid I came to a stop and I just laid there and Eric just ran to me and he turned me over and kind of sat me up and was and held me and was like are you okay are you okay and all I could think about was how bad my neck hurt because huh. of trying to keep my face off the oh, ground from yeah, bouncing your face off, I was off like, the asphalt I was like I will not get road rush on my cheeks like, the rest of me is fine but my face is not, off limits not the face yeah. So, so I'm sitting there and I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. I think I'm okay. And then the adrenaline hit and I was uh-huh. like, I think I'm going to pass out. <laughs> so, oh, no. so I had to lay down on the ground for a while <laughs> and we took pictures of it. So yeah. we'll make sure we put that on social media so you can see yep. me on the ground. I'm going to write that down right now. Yep. So, whoops, whoops. Post... Lynn pancaking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that sucked. <laughs> oh. I biffed it hard. Oh, man. I've done that a couple of times, but usually I can kind of avoid, like, I mean, I usually end up, like, kind of rolling onto my side to, mm-hmm. like, avoid it, which just means that I just scratch up a different part of my body. Honestly, yeah. it doesn't mean that I've actually saved myself from anything, mm-hmm. but... 
yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> uh, well, what was your Idris or Aspa moment? So mine was something we were. I don't remember how we brought this up, but I was like, I'm gonna write this down for an Aspa moment because this is something that my dad used to do, like all the time when I was a kid, probably like middle school, high school. So to wake me up, he would lick his finger and get it nice and nasty and then stick it in my ear and give me a wet willy, which is aggravating enough. But here's the thing. He would do it like to where he would literally pin my, like he'd use the wet willy to like pin my head to the bed so I couldn't move. (laughs) And he'd like stick it in there and and, like wiggle it around and like, you know, squeegee it in there. And I'm just like, Oh, I would be so mad. And then, I mean, he would have me pinned to the bed for quite a while. Like, I mean, quite a while, probably just like a few seconds, but long enough to be very angry about. That's horrible. Oh, I was so mad. And then eventually, so, you know, he would finally let go. And then I'd switch over to the other side to try and like, you know, just like, ugh, like rub my ear and get it out you know yeah and then he would lick his finger again and do it to the other side so that way my head was then pinned to that side of the bed oh and he thought it was the funniest thing like he would just "Ah!" and i would be pissed i'm talking like there was no humor to it to me i was so mad because like you would be mad too waking up to that you know yeah and so then you know it'd be like a whole okay now come downstairs or whatever you know for i don't even know what it would ever be for but he just decided that i had slept for long enough and so of course you know i'd come downstairs then and be just in a mood you know like and he'd be like oh what are you and i'm like and then i would get in trouble (laughs) because i had a bad attitude for him waking me up oh my god (laughs) with sticking my ear to the you know to the bed basically and so yeah that was the whole thing it was just kind of like a vicious cycle of like I would get woken up and I'd be pissed off so I'd come downstairs and be pissed off and then I'd be getting in trouble for getting pissed off because of something that he did to wake me up and it was a whole thing but anyways yeah that uh, sounds horrible. It somehow came up when we were talking recently, and I don't totally remember when, but I was yeah. definitely like, I am using this for a moment because, oh, yeah. like, what an ass butt. Like, I love my dad, but geez, dude. Yeah, <laughs> that's not cool. Did he do that to your brother, too? I don't know. You should find out. It's very possible. I don't know if he did that. Maybe he does it to your mom. <laughs> <laughs> no, he knows better. My mom would sock him in the face. <laughs> or at least punch him somewhere you know yeah. like just the first thing she made contact with I'm sure she'd probably whack him so he probably knew better to not do it to my mom I don't know if he did it to my brother or not but he did it to me frequently growing up and it was just like really really like is this really what we're doing because and he thought he was being funny and he I don't think he like got that it like legitimately pissed me off you yeah. know and it so, sounds like it would like hurt too it didn't hurt like he didn't like pin my head that hard to the bed but it was like he held it there enough to where I couldn't get out of it you know yeah. like I couldn't well, like I don't like know? it I was just like you know I like, do not like so it. to this day like I think that's probably part of why I hate people touching my ears yeah like if they mess with my ears or whatever I just go you know like yeah. I can't deal with it like I just, I mean, if I touch my own ears, it's fine. But, like, if somebody else starts, like, messing with my ears, I just, like, cannot handle it. And I, like, get irrationally, like, flustered about it. Like, not <laughs> yeah. angry, but yeah. definitely just, like, ah! So, anyways, that was that was my husband moment. <laughs> oh, jeez. You got to find out if he did it to your brother. I should. I should ask my brother at some point see if yeah. he did it. <laughs> 
Well, thanks for listening to us and our shenanigans. You can email us at idgitsandaspetspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is filled out. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram under Idgits and Aspets, a supernatural podcast. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes and send us your Idgit and Aspet moments for a chance to hear your story on our podcast. Thanks again. Thank you.